Good morning, everyone. It's Lee Henson, president and founder of Agile Dad, and it's time for today's episode of The Daily Stand-Up. So without any further ado, let's get started. Our week is already halfway over. Isn't that incredible? The week is halfway over. Life is good. People are happy, and things are just progressing in the right direction. So today, I wanted to talk to you about another recent post that was sent to me. This one has to do with a question that was posed out on Reddit and the replies that it got, and it just got some really interesting feedback, so I thought I'd share it with you. Somebody asked, what is the difference between an Agile team coach and an enterprise coach? And I think where this person was trying to go, what this person may have been trying to do, is trying to maybe differentiate between the difference from Alliance certifications or maybe even just understanding better how coaching works. So I'm going to do the best I can to answer this question because I want to make sure that I throw my hat into the ring. So, but in order to do that, I think the first thing you need to understand is what an agile coach does. Because a lot of people contact us and they have internal coaches on the ground already, but they don't understand the benefit of an external coach, either at the team level or the enterprise level. So I thought I'd help you by kind of throwing out what a coach does. So a coach in essence, is a guide for the organization. So they're the shepherd for the organization that helps you make the right choices, the right decisions uh, with regard to how you're going to operate so that agile principles, values, and mindset are easily transitioned. And so that the entire company can identify clear business goals and they can uh, stake out what objectives need to be met. Now, truth be told, Every single organization is in a different place. I'm going to say it again. Every team and every organization is in a different place. The thing about agile coaching is that it's not a one-size-fits-all model. Anyone who's ever taken my courses before hear me say not everyone looks good in spandex. And that's a good way to look at it, right? Everybody's going to be at a different place in their journey. So with that being true, we need to understand as coaches what we need to do to help organizations get to that point where they feel successful and they can start to see the impact of change and all that good stuff. So how do coaches do this? Well, they start out by uh, maybe training groups of people. So just to make sure everyone's on the same page. Uh, for example, at Agile Dev, we call this uh, Agile and Scrum Fundamentals. And we have a fundamentals class. And I want to be careful. It's not essentials. It's fundamentals. So essentials would be the very basics to get people you know, uh, educated on the basics of Agile. Fundamentals is more of it's only offered privately. And this class is more to get everyone back on the same page, that we're speaking the same language and we understand each other. Uh, coaches can also co start coaching individuals and teams. A lot of training organizations or coaching organizations, they, they do really good at the team-based coaching, but they forget about the importance of individual coaching. One of the things Agile Dad coaches do really well is that we tend to focus some attention on the people who need the attention so that they can help become mentors internally for the rest of the staff. At the same time, we augment that by being mentors ourselves as a coach. Uh, we facilitate numerous types of workshops, everything from team-based immersion workshops to agile leadership summits, where we get everybody involved and get our, get our head into your work to see exactly what you're doing. And then we strive to build and maintain relationships with everyone involved so that we can make sure that when we walk away, which hopefully is sooner rather than later, that you can have sustainability. I think the big difference between the two different types of coaches, though, is quite evident. Team coaches work with a team at the team level, usually with one to three teams, and their whole goal is to improve team performance and operational efficiency. 
Um, I've seen some organizations that take on as many as five to eight teams. What I can tell you is the model that I've seen for success is that if you take on fewer teams, spend time with them, get them ramped up, and then progress on to other teams, uh, limiting your whip helps a lot at the team level. For enterprise coaches, these are the ladies and gentlemen who work at the organizational level. So these are the ones that work across all departments, helping develop leaders, uh, helping extend agility across the entire enterprise, enabling vision and strategy. These are the people who dig their feet in deep and help organizations make critical decisions. Now, very large companies often call on us and other organizations to help them make big choices because sometimes it's easier them to lean on someone from the outside, make a big decision, and then once it's successful, say it was all my idea. But if for any reason it wasn't successful, they can turn around and say, what did that coach tell us to do again? So just it works out so that they can take credit for the wins and uh, have someone to lean on for the losses. So as interesting as that sounds, lots of companies do follow that exact same method. I think there, there are a list of what I call intangibles or coach must-haves. Uh, that in order for you to make sure you have a good qualified coach, they need to have the following things. So the first one is they need to have a deep understanding of what agile, lean, and uh, whatever approach you're trying to take. They need to understand the landscape. Uh, many different organizations have specialties. Some organizations focus on only technical organization, uh, technical companies. Uh, some focus on banking or insurance or, you know, they, they have specialties, yes. And I think that it's important to get a coach that has some experience in your genre, but it also is helpful to get someone who's T-shaped that has a lot of experience across and a lot of experience now. I call it capital T. <laughs> you need to make sure you got the capital T going on, right? Because if the organization is going to be successful, a lot of times that includes helping train marketing and finance and HR and other divisions or groups within the company. So sometimes the work spans across uh, deeply across the business, just as much as it does on the technical side. So it's important to make sure that you have someone who understands how the company works, how departments and organizations are, are, are laid out, and someone who really will dig in and find out the deeper understanding of organizational scope and what you're trying to do. Uh, coaches need to have deep emotional intelligence. Now, this means that they have the courage to talk to people, even about the tough stuff, right? And help them have a growth mindset that leads to new possibilities. And they need to have lots of experience, lots of trust, and tons of patience in order to make that happen. It's just not something that happens overnight. Uh, coaches need to be free from the inner workings of hierarchy or any political constraints. Um, you know, a lot of times you hear organizations have politics, i.e. red tape, that uh, prevent the company from expanding or growing as an agile organization. It's important for coaches to understand this hierarchical nonsense <laughs> for them to come in and not have any strings attached. If they have no strings attached, that's where you're gonna have the greatest impact. So the truth is uh, with, a, with a team coach and with an enterprise coach, there's some overlap as far as the skills are concerned, right? Or working knowledge. So um, both of the roles should have experience or working knowledge in understanding the Agile framework. They need to understand the toolkit. They need to understand Lean and Kanban. They need to understand work and progress limits. Uh, they need to have some form of professional coaching experience. They need to uh, be good facilitators. They need to have facilitation experience. They need to actively mentor, not passively. Uh, they need to be able to train and teach people. 
they need they need to have a clear understanding and navigation of the roles, and they need to be able to develop people as self leaders, uh, and they need to understand how to be a leader themselves. So it's it's interesting because I think both sets of coaches require that. Um, on top of this, in addition, the enterprise coach role they need to be able to guide the change process for an entire organization. They need a much wider set of skills in that coaching range. They need to be the wide capital T. They need to develop leadership in others and encourage others to do better and do more. They need to be able to guide organizational agility at the top level. They need to be able to work with multiple different contexts and departments all at the same time, because sometimes you have to cross thread, which is really, really cool. And they need to be comfortable working with senior leaders all the way up to the C-level. So it's important to identify who these people are. Now, the truth is, trying to get the team coaches internally is a good idea. Uh, I often go in and I tell people set up an Agile Center of Excellence and we'll help them do that. And then we'll have our external coaches help them find internal people who would be successful in the role of team level coach. And uh, we've, we've successfully done that in several companies. And uh, people look at me like I'm crazy because I tell them my job is to work my way out of a job. I want to get you with that internal control and leadership so that you can uh, have success within your organization. And we want to build those internal capabilities so that people feel confident in their ability to do the coaching. Last but not least, when it comes to the enterprise level or when it comes to kickstarting this, there's one piece of advice that I can give to everyone. And it sounds self-serving, but it's really not intended to be. And that's hire an external coach. If you hire someone who's worked with over 40 to 4,200 companies, somebody with over, you know, with hundreds of positive reviews on LinkedIn, uh, someone where you can confidently go online and type into Brad Pitt of Scrum and their name pops up, you know, that's, that's where you want to be. You want to find that coach that's going to help your company grow. You want to find a coach that has years of experience and decades of experience uh, helping organizations with a proven track record of success. You want to find a coach who is going to come in with confidence, no holds barred, without a filter, that's going to help you stand up an Agile Center of Excellence and help your organization be successful. So I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, as always, we encourage you to tune in to AgileDad.com where you can learn more about this topic and many others. And if you have a topic you want us to cover on a daily stand-up podcast, don't hesitate to let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.